Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. I mean, the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves a good bow tie. It's Frank. How are you today? Uh, feeling spiffy in this bow tie. Uh, just, just wanted to dress up a little bit because I felt like it was, you know, an occasion. Beer with Geeks is always an occasion. So, yeah, I'm, I'm It is an good. occasion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, an occasion to be fancy. Yeah, fancy. Yeah. Fancy, boy. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be honest. I'm a little tired, mm. Frank. I'm mm. just feeling. I'm feeling dragged down. It's been tough. It's been almost a year of 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 COVID, and so it's just uh, it you know, and it, and so I'm just I'm starting to feel dragged, and uh, and I need to be in a happy place. And but you are part of that happy place, so I appreciate Aww. you you being here. Another part of my happy place is having a beer with you. Mm-hmm. So if you could tell me what beer you're having, that would be awesome. Okay, I'm excited about to share this one with you. Um, so this is one that I, I just came upon. It's a German beer. Um, it is from uh, it is from Schlenk- Schlenkerla uh, Brewing. Uh, it's like I said, it is from it is from Germany. Uh, it is a, their Lent beer. Lent beer. Lent beer. This is one. Somebody of, give that to you. They uh, want it back. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> they lent it to me. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's Lent. It's their Lent beer. So so, um, it is a, it is a smoke beer um, uh, that goes back to the tradition of monks who would try to fast for the forty days of Lent. Uh, but but there was sort of a loophole where like liquid wasn't considered something that broke the fast, so they would they would drink this beer that was that had like extra malt in it and stuff so that so that it gave them some calories, gave them some nutrition, um, and they could basically live off of beer for for forty days. Would we call that nutrition? Mm, but I know it's yeah. just... <laughs> it's calories. There's that it's certainly calories. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's great. What a great loophole. That loophole still uh, technically exists within fasting, right? Fasting is for yeah, it's only generally for, for food. For food, it says nothing about about um, about any kind of liquid, whether it's coffee or you know whatever. Technically, you could just drink Slim Fast, you know, or or some mm-hmm. kind of meal replacement, and and you know you'd be abiding by sort of the letter of the law. But is it really within the spirit of the law if you're drinking Slim Fast? You know, but but technically. No. It doesn't say technically that's true, but I mean, even yeah. if you were if you were doing uh, intermittent fasting, then like if you had like you fill your stomach with black coffee all day, that's okay sure. because you know there are no calories in no that calories. black coffee. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, having the Lent beer, it is smoky. It is um, it is malty, uh, and it's it's more. It's 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 uh, the the smoked malt really gives it a different a different flavor that I that I really like, but it's definitely different than other other German uh, 
other German beers of this style um, that that I would expect. So if you can find it, try it. It's imported through Connecticut. Um, so uh, you may be able to find some more of it here on the East Coast. It's 5.6% um, alcohol, and it's quite good, and it's felt seasonally appropriate. So there you go. That's great. I love that. Well, Frank, you're drinking uh, a beer of your people, the Germans, and uh, uh, mm. I'm drinking a beer of my people, the Italians. Oh, yeah. Because because they, because they're natural allies. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, we try not Frank, to talk drink- about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. None of that is true. Um, I- I'm drinking a Peroni because nice. um, because I've moved on to the second box of, oh, of good. three boxes of beer <laughs> <laughs> that I've had stored. Oh so you could, ex- you could expect me to drink Peroni for a little while. I mean, I could interchange between the other be- types of beer that I have, but it's just downstairs. And as I said before, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just like them. power through at this point, like just finish it. And we'll have, we'll have a big celebration when you're done with the Peroni. Also, there's no powering through the Peroni. The Peroni is a delicious beer. Like that's you know, true. It's not like you need to like like buckle down and 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 get through something you're not enjoying because it's extremely right. enjoyable. We're not talking textures of flavor here. You know, like oh, I detect a hint of this, this, yeah. and this, and this. But you know what? It's refreshing. It's... Just because it's not complex doesn't mean it's not great. Like our brains. Like us. Exactly. Like us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We may not be complex, but that does not mean we're okay. We're still enjoyable. <laughs> Sometimes we have our that's moments. Right. That's right, exactly. Now, speaking of a, a lot of things, Frank, you enjoy non-complex things. I do. Uh, right? I yeah, do. But, but you also enjoy when, like you, like me, maybe a little fed up with this year, and you kind of just need something that f- makes you feel good. Yes. This, right? Okay, you got my attention so yeah, far. Right, you know, just like, just a, a way to escape something that is not of you or mm. your time, but you can relate in a nice, calming way. And so, uh, Frank, I think this uh, in this segment of Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Hit me with your best shot. Why don't you hit me with your best shot? We're going to be talking about Downton Abbey. That's Ooh. right. Everybody's favorite masterpiece theater. Um, PBS special Downton Abbey. Frank, I'm a big fan of Downton Abbey. I just watched it all the way through, plus the movie with my with my wife for the second time. Um, because we were really looking for something that was like, all right, what's comfortable? My sweatpants. Okay. Mm. Now, what's comfortable? Uh, my sweatshirt. And then what's comfortable? Downton Abbey. Mm. That's right. Okay. It's like wrapping yourself in a warm blanket if that warm blanket was made in 1920 and featured a really nice house. Mm. Mm-hmm. I-, I like blankets. I like the 20s, and I like really nice houses. So, so far, y- you're checking all my boxes. Right. Okay. So, so here we go. Um, down, do you know what Downton Abbey is about? Downton Abbey. Here we go. Uh, much like that. Much like that episode we did, where it was like, Frank, what's Dorian Gray about? And I was like, completely <laughs> off. Uh, um, he has a mirror, and, and a demon is in the mirror. Uh, <laughs> I, I think my favorite was Anna Karenina when I was like, an old lady looks back on her life and all the decisions she made. <laughs> it's like, right. You're like, not even yeah. close. Nope. Not even. Close. Not even close. <laughs> so, in the same spirit. Um, in the same spirit. Downton Abbey is a fictionalized, realistic fiction story of aristocratic, uh, an aristocratic family in the 1920s living at this estate called Downton Abbey. Uh, and I know at some point the king and queen come over for dinner. I know that they are, these are like wealthy, noble people in England. 
I know that there's some kind that one of the things is like there's there's romance and intrigue among the staff at the house and things like that. I know it follows like the family and and the staff who work at at, at the house. Am I like sort of in the right ballpark? Yeah, you actually are in a very a very good a very good ballpark actually. Uh, the the king and queen coming to dinner is the movie, which is the movie. At, that's right. That's after right. the after the last okay. season. Okay. So yes, I remember is... seeing the promo for the movie, and and okay, yeah. So that's that's after the the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah the 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 show is a little bit you know follow the family upstairs, follow the the staff downstairs, and how they mix and they match, and but what the show really is it's a couple of things it's the decline of the british aristocracy Mm -hmm. you know like it's 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 making its way for modernity you're a big gatsby fan right sure am you you love gatsby um actually i just saw you know barnes noble they do those nice 25 dollar they have a gatsby one now oh really is open for the world that's right yeah yeah, they have they have a really nice gatsby edition um but um um it's it's british gatsby that's mm-hmm. probably the uh, kind of the you know because Gatsby is about the heyday of the twenties, right? And right. it's you know, but it's about modernity. It's about like what what is how is the world changing, and are you going to keep up with that change, right? And so it's like like it's old money, new money, and like all of that stuff. But it's also love and morality and all this nice and all this nice stuff all in new york Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. instead of that you have you have basically the almost the british the british version uh the british version of that because um the show starts in 1912 so it's 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 really the teens and the 20s so um starts in 1912 the opening episode is um about um the um is about lord grantham you know the uh you know the the would you say the the dad the lord the lord he's the dad um and he he finds out that his heir because he only has daughters and so you know Brit, you can only pass the money to the the men in the family his heir was on the titanic and it sank oh. and so that, that's how the show starts got it like it's so it's them like reacting in 1912 in April of 1912 like oh my god like we knew people on that like we knew people on that boat how terrible right. and this and he was supposed to like he was going to marry Mary so then like the money would stay in the family and that because the house you know it's all about like the social structure so it's like yes they're wealthy but they they also they basically employ the entire town they like so like everything is under their jurisdiction the farms the the shops the the hospital like uh, all of that stuff falls under the uh, falls under that family and so it's about like how after it's like before world war 1 and after world war 1 and how does the world shift in going from the rich ruling it to it being of the people and then how do like how does that house like adapt to those changes so it sounds like it's and you know, tell me if I'm just telling you what, what I think I'm hearing. It sounds like it is very much about like it, it. It talks about like the class divide between the you know people upstairs, people downstairs, and it sounds like it is sort of breaking. To, it's almost like the, like the last gasp of the feudal system in in, in England. It's exactly right? what Where, it is. Because mm-hmm. if they control the whole, they employ everyone in the whole town and the whole all the industry there. Yeah, I guess that's, that's sort of like they are really like the lord of the, uh, you know, of, of this whole air area, 
and the people working there are are the serfs uh, who are who are in in a, a sort of indentured servitude um to to this family I'm, I'm overstating it probably but but like that's sort of that the last gasp of that system of that medieval system still around in the beginning of the 20th century and it sounds like the show over the course of the show that that that's when it uh you're covering the time period where that starts to go away and and a more modern system takes takes over Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're seeing it, the show is about for, it's about 1912 to 1925 ish, so it's a good chunk. It's a good chunk of time that you're watching, you know, everything play out. So you see the the grandeur of the house and what it stands for, and then by the time like the show really concludes, you've got like a butler, a footman, a kitchen, and the you know and and all of that. Now I say all that. That's what the show's about, right? That's the that's the you know, the thrust of like selling it to, you know, you know, like, oh, Downton Abbey is telling you the story of the end of the feudal system and, you know, like the jazz age in in um in London and like the introduction of the radio in the home and like all that, you know, like and what does that look like for people who are like our way of life depends on things not changing? Like, right. so how do we do that? But then you also have downstairs who are of the working class. And so they're like, the world is changing. I can get an education. I can do this. I can do this. But also I have to like cook this thing you know like because that's also my job i i have to so it's all of that but it's also like the you watch the crown you love the crown love right and so so you love the crown and part of the crown is like what are your obligations as being part of that family right right you are your the system is set up that you don't really own your life your your title owns your life um and that and that title comes with a basically like a morality clause yeah. you know and a this and a this and a this and that also plays a part into the family upstairs and so like to watch like the freedom almost of the people downstairs you think like oh their hours are long they're this but they have the freedom to love who they want to mm. be with who they want to marry who they want to do this upstairs doesn't have that freedom and so you're actually watching the struggle between both and the and the opposition to that but my real selling point in all of this is that it is warm, gooey honey. It, that's the, like, it's, it could be dry and cold mm. and unfeeling in a way that, like, I described it, like, in some ways, like Gatsby, right? You know, okay. um, and so, but it's not. It's more, or even like The Crown, right? The Crown is cold. It's not a warm show. Sure. It's cold. Sure. Apart from, like, the occasional episode where you're like, oh, they're so fun. Sure. You know, it's uh, this is more um, it's like I said, it's more like that warm blanket, because even when things are going terribly, it's the kind of reality where things are going to be OK. Right. And and we don't and sometimes things are not OK. I shouldn't say that, like people die, like people leave, like there's people get sick, like, you know, there's drama. Certainly, but at the end of the day, it's a show about people who love each other, and they're all essentially good people, and that's what I really like about the show. It's not about the terrible people who live in Downton Abbey and the suffering class downstairs who hate them. There's a loyalty both ways. Like, you're so good to me, I'm going to be good to you, and sure. look how wonderful we can be good together. And they, there are certainly people who are not that way. There are colored, there are antagonists, people who get in their own way. But there is a, um, there is a, um, uh, just a charm, like that British charm 
Mm. I hesitate to say Paddington like charm, but you ever see? Do you see Paddington? I did not see the Paddington. Oh, movies. I'll hit me with your best shot on the Paddington movies one day. Yeah, if you want to talk warm, gooey honey or that's, marmalade, I guess. Um, that, <laughs> that's something yeah. that actually uh, we should probably do. Like, like I've been meaning to watch them anyway. So, like, that's something that we should like. Oh, I'll do. Well, let me tell you why it's wonderful. Yeah, on yeah, Paddington we could then, do that. Definitely do, yeah, I, could I might have that. you do one and two at the same time, just because mm-hmm. you know they're short and and lovely. But um, uh. But the Downton is it's not a huge commitment. It's six seasons, ten episodes, nine episodes a season. Okay. Um, it's not a huge commitment. And um it's great knowing the history, but it's even better to watch a show about people that are nice, people you care about. Mm. Like you like and and above all, it is funny. They are there are you know, oh. you you remember Niles from the Nanny? Yes, absolutely. You know the wit of Niles. Yes. Take that and apply it to multiple characters. Okay. Um, and you've got the and you know the um, we love Alfred in Batman because he says it like it is. Yeah. And he's no nonsense. And that British like, whew, you know, like there's that in there. You know, it's like the things you love about British culture, like English culture, is like on display. Um, the costumes are gorgeous. Production design is amazing. The house is real. You know, the downstairs oh, isn't, but the okay. house is real. You can go and see it. It's the same house that um, that is um, the X mansion in X Men First Class. Oh, okay. Usually the exterior is real. Is the exterior. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's the same house. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. Somewhere in the back of my brain, I think I knew that it was in some superhero film. That house was in some superhero yeah. film because I put it in the same bucket in my brain. As the mansion in um, Vancouver that was in Smallville, that was in Arrow, that was oh yep, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's the the expansion. Yeah, this one. Yeah. This is the one time they went then used a different house. Got it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So I think I recommend it because it's a tough world, and sometimes you need to watch a thing that is just enjoyable. You so, know. So for you. For you guys, is it, it sounds like it's very much like your comfort food TV. It's something you watch when you want to feel like cozy and and absolutely, yeah, yeah. Even the saddest episode is comfortable. Hmm. It can be uncomfortable, but it it is it's comfortable. Plus, the cast is stellar. There's like no weak link in the chain. Like everybody is on their A game at all times. Um, and that includes like masters like Maggie Smith, right? You right. know, and she's there at her Maggie Smith best. Um, actually, do you watch Ted Lasso? I love Ted Lasso. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I just started it last night. Oh. So uh, we were talking on the we were talking on the Patreon thing. You know, like you know, putting something on the TV that they're like, oh, I'm just gonna put this on and see if you're interested or not. I did that with Ted Lasso. I've been trying to get my wife to watch it for months. And she's like, nah, I'm not interested. So last night she was like, eh, put on whatever you want. I'm going to freaking put on Ted Lasso. And so I put on the first episode, and I'm laughing because I knew that it was going to be good, and I was sure. right. It's amazing. Oh, it's and, so good. And we watched three episodes last night because nice. she was like, oh, it's good. Do, let's do, do another one. Do another one. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know because I wanted to watch this for months. So anyway, Higgins is in Downton Abbey. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yes. You know, I think someone had mentioned that. Uh, yes, in in the review I was listening to of Ted Lasso. Okay, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He plays Maggie Smith's butler. Ah, uh, uh, okay. And he is tremendously funny. 
Um, I so, can see I can see how that would be great. Like he's he's a great character actor that would fit in right is, in that kind of a role. Yeah, he's the 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 um, stereotypical like really stuffy like like I think I'm better than everybody else kind of like yes, madam. <laughs> yes, madam. Um, I I truly think that you would like it, and I'm not saying that in a hit me with your best shot. Like oh, you should watch Xanadu, you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. Um, I, I, I think that you've, 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 you bit the bullet, you watched the crown and you were like, wow, this is actually good. People like people weren't making this up. Yeah. It's not just for 55 year olds. Everyone, everyone (laughs) can, everyone can love it. It's not just for, yeah. And I had that same feeling on Downton Abbey. My wife, when we were dating, convinced me to watch it. Uh, Okay. You know, do things early when you're dating, you know, Mm -hmm, like, you mm -hmm. know, like you should, you should watch this. You'll like it. Like, okay, I want to like you too. So I'll watch it. Yeah. And then I I tried like an episode and then I was like, oh, the show is not at anything what I thought it was about. (laughs) Like, and, and I, I, I think I watched six seasons in two weeks. Dang. Okay. So you went through, like I went through the crown. Yes. Exactly like that. Yeah, exactly like that. It's beautifully shot. Music's great. It's heartwarming. Um, it's good twists. You know, Dan Stevens is in it. Love some Dan Stevens. Nice, nice. Matthew Good is in it. Yeah, love Matthew Good. Yes. Yeah, Ozzy Mandis himself. Now you did. You mentioned you mentioned The Crown uh, a fair bit, and are, are there? And I hear that I hear the two shows compared a fair bit. Is that just because Americans only know two shows? Like like. Uh, that sure is you know yeah is that why yeah okay is it because yeah. like, it's the only other thing that most people have seen that's even remotely similar but if but Let's taking a step back from that they're not really that similar they're not really similar apart from it being about the the one percent and then the point zero zero one percent if you count right. the crown right like i i they're not they're not really similar it's the crown i they they might be in the way that it's historical fiction like sure. you know but in the way that Downton Abbey takes place in an era of history but is fictionalized where the crown is fictionalizing the account of a real family right you know the crown is not real that is not the way those things actually happened it's television right um and Downton Abbey is they're not real people that that abbey that building that that home is not really called Downton Abbey in real life, you know. But um, right, right. Um, but but so where the crown is take dramatizing real historical events and mm-hmm. and putting some you know drama and pathos around it. It sounds like Downton Abbey is it's it's more about the the era, but like all of the events are, are fictional, or maybe most of the events are fictionalized. All of the characters are fictionalized, except for like the king, queen, whatever. But like right. like there's. The, the main characters are fictionalized. Most of the events are fictionalized, but it's like historic, realistic fiction. Right. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you'll have like, um, who's the, um, like Neville Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Not Neville Ch- is it Neville Chamberlain? Yes. Yeah, so like Neville Chamberlain comes to the house at one point, gotcha. but it's pre, it's like pre prime minister. So it's gotcha. 20. So gotcha. he's like, people are like, he might be prime minister one day. Right. And, right, and right. you're like, yes, look how that turned out. So he's like yeah. a prominent MP who came to visit and they, that's right. Yeah. It. So, you know, you have stuff, you have stuff like that. The singing of the Titanic, the second season is all about world war one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, people in the house obviously go off to war. What does sure. that look like? And it's like, you could tell they're, it was only supposed to be one season and it blew up. Oh. Like people 
Like, people were like, holy moly, what is this? Like, it was just going to be a one season, like, hey, wasn't this an interesting little tidbit about, you know, 1912 to 1915 or whatever? Mm-hmm. And and it just um, it just blew up so big. They were like, oh, we got to we got to make more. And so and it was still popular when it went out. But they were like, let's just go out on top. Like, why? Why stretch it until people hate it? So and that seems to be the, the driving philosophy behind a lot of British TV anyway is like they're mm-hmm. they're not there to, to to stretch it out and beat it to death they're there to tell a story and if they can tell it in nine episodes great and if they can tell it in five series of nine episodes great but but it's not really about because so much british tv is is paid for by um subscription like by you pay a tax for owning a tv you pay a subscription fee for owning a tv mm-hmm. um and i know that's the case with bbc i'm not sure if itv falls under that as well the licensing fee or not but the point is, you're not you're you're not it's not being paid for by commercials, so they're not trying to string a show along as as long as they possibly can because it's got viewers, which means they can sell ads against that show. It's more like, well, it's already paid for it anyway, so now it's just a matter of how many episodes do we need to tell the story we want to tell, mm-hmm. or or how exactly. much story can we tell in the episodes that we've been allowed <laughs> to to do it in, um, which is a much more natural storytelling framework. Rather than like, let's just uh, one more season, one more season, one more, one more, one more, 20, 22 episodes um, just to just to, to be filler, um, which I respect about about British TV. And, and I, I feel like that you get much less filler and much more, you know, density of, of storytelling that way. I agree. And there is no filler episodes here. Like you said, it's just a good it's good, dense television every time. Um, and it's because there are so many characters that you end up following that there are there's multiple storylines so sure. you know you never end up feeling like oh gosh i really hate you and i wish this whole season wasn't about you you never get that because like a couple minutes later you're moving on to somebody else but they're all connected together and at the because it's the teens moving into the 20s like a big undercurrent of the show is feminism you know sure. and like 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 the role, like the show starts, and you're like, "Oh, he only has girls, and they can't get his money." <laughs> right. And so it's like, like so you see, like, oh, I can have a job, and I do like it, and I can be good at something, and I can do this. It's very empowering, mm. all at the same time for working class and for and for women, and so, um, plus it's pretty. It's like really pretty. It's well shot. That I've seen. I mean, I've seen you know in in clips and trailers and 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 things like that i've definitely definitely seen that it's a very beautifully shot show um and and is it fair to say that it's because there are so many characters and so many different storylines is it fair to say you get you know an episode that's maybe heavier on this character or or or, you know they have the a plot in this episode but then uh, a couple episodes later they're not as 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 present uh a little bit yeah it's actually really well balanced straight through so i never really it's really a show i don't really feel like oh that character got underserved this season or something like that it's not really never feels like that i'm thinking more i mean just continue using the crown as an example it's like okay more of a diana centric episode and then more yeah no it's not like that Mm. oh not like that no it's not like that nope it's a it is the story of the house and so everybody that's in the house whether they're upstairs or downstairs, is of equal importance to the context of the narrative. Got it. That because makes it's like a symbiotic system. So Okay. Okay. Um Yeah. You know, it's Very really yeah, it's really special storytelling. Complicated storytelling. Like if you like, you know, you're a fan of 
you know, critique and analysis and criticism and these things. So like, if you're lucky, I'm like, it's really sharply written. It's a reason it kept winning Emmys. You know, it's right. not like a, um, you know, like, oh, we're just going to give it to the cute, quaint masterpiece theater one because we're being different. Like, no, it like really deserves the awards that it won. You know, uh, and it's a, sh- you know, it's a show where you can tell everybody liked being on it. Like, mm, like I love it, that. You, there's a warmth that everybody just has with one another. You could tell when they say, oh, I really like you. They mean it in the show and in real life. Um, and it's nice to see that because that's not always the case, right? You know, somebody's always that. out to get somebody somewhere, but not here. It's just really well it's just really well crafted television. And so like I said, I just we just finished it again a couple days ago. And I'm like ready to start it all over again. I'm nice. like, let's do it. Like I'm back in it. Let's do it. I can't get enough. Just because I you wanna know them. You know, yeah, like you yeah. know how you like love you know how you like love like you love Superman, right? Yeah. Yeah. You love Superman. But you also love Perry White and Lois yeah, sure. Lane and Jimmy Olsen. Sure. You know, like and like and so it's not just about the one character it's about all of them and you want to live in the world that they inhabit because sure. you love them and that's really what this show is you know this is like i love them like i want to i like, get that i get that yeah. my, my wife and i have a shorthand for that where we talk about you know certain shows that we've that we have like a, a real love for like the office or parks and rec or shows mm-hmm. like that and uh and we put them on it's like oh yay it's our friends like it, we it, we we talk about yep. it, like oh yeah we get to hang out with our friends or like if a new season of a show like superstore or something which we're also really really uh, we really love uh and it's like a new a whole season of this we get to hang out with our friends again like these characters who we know and we feel like we've gotten attached to some of them some more than others but like as a crew we're attached to this group of characters in the show mm-hmm. uh so i get that i get that exactly that that sentiment you're talking about yeah. It's actually a weird comparison in a lot of ways to make, but if you like Parks and Rec in the office, you might like Downton Abbey mm. because it is a show where like so if you show up in the Parks and if you show up in the Parks and Rec office and like everyone's there, like and you're like, I'm hanging out with the cool people. Right. Like, yeah, you know, um, it's kinda like that where you like, I wanna be in that office. You know, I like, oh, Ron's here. Oh, don't talk to Ron. He's not having a good day. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's kind of like that, like where you just you just want to you want to be there because the world. Yeah, there are problems. Yeah, there are stakes. Yeah, there are these things. But you know what? At the end of all of those things, it's still a good place to be. Right. And I think that we need that right now. I think we need those those things where you just feel like this is a good place and I feel comfortable here. And so. I recommend I recommend that one Abby. I love I love this and I've okay, so I've already been interested in this show for, for a while, but just sort of like on the periphery and one of those I'll get around to it eventually. Much like the crown was, and I eventually mm-hmm. did get around to it. Um but it's one of those things that I feel like is going to be because it's a it's not a huge in time investment if it's only six seasons of nine episodes apiece plus a movie, but um, it is something that is enough of an investment that I feel like, all right, it's kind of got to be a, my wife and I both have to be in on this. Otherwise, it's probably not, I'm not going to have the time to be able to watch this, this whole thing out, right? So I think her impression, and I'm not saying anything that, like, she, she, she frankly probably won't hear this, but I'm not saying anything that, that uh, I wouldn't say if she were in the room. Um, what, what will, what can I show her to convince her this might be, to, to, to at least open her mind to it? Because I think, we've she and i have both thought like oh that looks like that show might be a little heavy that might be like 
I'm in more of a comedy mood right now. That looks like it might be heavy drama, you know, costume drama. So, like, uh, I'm not really in the mood for Pride and Prejudice right now, so I'm not going to watch that. Um, so, But what you're describing is not that at all. So what can I, apart from just saying, hey, Tim, or playing her this episode, or saying, like, Tim says it's not that heavy. Is there an episode we could maybe watch to start, watch it out of order, and then if we like it or not, go back and watch the whole show from the from the beginning? A uh, good question. I I would say don't watch it out of order. Just watch the first episode, um, because out it's it's a continue. It's not like a sitcom where you could be like, oh, this is like watch the dinner party because it's really good. Sure, okay. You know, it's just you can't watch the crown out of order. Yeah, okay. you have to watch the okay. first episode. Um, and so I would. I would just start at the beginning and 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 work your way forward. But if everybody, pretty much everybody that like you end up loving is in the first episode, like the, or the first couple of episodes, they kind of matriculate in in the first season. Because like I said, it was only going to be a season, right? So, um, so like I said, there are some episodes that can be heavy, kind of like The Crown, you know, but not all of them are. Um, um, or any show, so every show has its heavy sure. episodes. But um, some, but I guess I could sh- I could maybe like send you a clip of like a conversation with like uh, like one of the dinner conversations sure. or something like that that I think that are good. But I, if you like dry wit, mm-hmm. like you like a good snappy comeback, like okay, oh, oh, you know, like the Sherlock Holmes movies, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, where they're like, you know. You know, dinner's at eight. Don't be late. You wear a jacket. You wear a jacket. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, right. like that's that's kind of the humor of banter. The, a lot of, of like witty show. banter. It, it's a lot of banter. Um, it's Honestly, a lot of it kinda, like it kind of dry sounds like, eye looks. Like, gotcha. Yeah. It kind of sounds like Ted Lasso might be a good like 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 the humor of Ted Lasso anyway. Like maybe not to the same extent. It's not it's not a sitcom, but but is it fair to say that it's like a similar sort of dry sense of British humor? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's odd comparison. I guess no more odder than Parks and Rec, um, as because it's a different type of humor. But I that dry. So so we just finished watching Downton Abbey, and and so my wife is choosier about what television to watch. And so if we just finished this, she loves Downton Abbey, and we're like, and now we're watching Ted Lasso at my behest, and she's like, "This is great. Let's do another one." Then yes. Okay. And we watch the crowd. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's in the same vein of like all these things that you like. Okay. Um, and so do you watch All Creatures Great and Small? Have, have you watched that? You recommended it to me recently. I have not checked it out yet, but it's okay. very much on my list because you spoke so highly of it. Yeah. It's the same, that same like, that one you want to talk low stakes. If that one you want to feel like, oh, this is kind of heavy. It's never heavy. Okay, cool. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, no, the dog is missing. We have to find the dog. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, you know, I've seen Wishbone episodes that were heavier <laughs> than that, you know. We have been a fan recently of low stakes, high stakes, where it's like, it's super low stakes. Nothing it, like, nothing that's happening really matters, but the way that it's being edited and the way the story is being told, it feels super high stakes, and you're so like, oh, I'm so invested in what happens next, but it's really just a matter of like, I'm so invested in, in whether or not the dinner gets to the table and it's still warm like will the guests be upset oh my oh, god man that, what's gonna that's happen that's all that's all creatures great as well okay. Okay. in a in a nutshell it's also it's is... also below deck 
Uh, which you okay, <laughs> gotcha. All right, yeah, we'll make it in time. This sounds like, oh no, will Jack and Jill build their house in time for the contractor, yeah, like yeah, for yeah, or yeah. for the inspector to come? It, oh no, it creates a little uh, some suspense, but not anxiety because the stakes are so low that you're there's suspense about oh what's going to happen next, but you're not anxious or or reminded of the darkness of the real world in any way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah that that's all that's all creatures for you. Okay, cool. Every couple of I could probably count on one hand or maybe two because there's six seasons, like the amount of episodes that will make you think of the dark dankness of the world um, in Downton Abbey um, because there's always light on the other side. And if and if one character story is on the darker side, you have you have it juxtaposed with other things of of a lighter nature. Sure. And by the time dark things really do like maybe do creep in, I would say World War One. Not that happy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? But there's 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 also hope in a lot of those things. A lot of seasons end on a Christmas episode, so you know that's always good, yes. right? Okay. You always yeah. know a Christmas episode's gonna lift your spirits. Yes. So um Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so you've I've, yeah. As per usual, you've done an excellent job of uh hitting me with your best shot and and you you've uh unlocked some things that you've broken some misconceptions i had about the show and i feel like i feel like i can make a, a pretty strong case for when we're done binging what what we're currently binging maybe this can be something we try a few episodes of and see how we feel good yeah downton abbey it's not just for your upper middle class white folks all right you know yeah. like you know middle-aged white folks right. you know like, right yeah, you too, as a man in your 30s, yes. can enjoy Downton Abbey. Cool. A young 30s white folks can enjoy it too. Great. That's Great. absolutely <laughs> correct. Good to know. Ab- absolutely. Good to yeah. know. All right. Yeah, it's very, very charming. Just a lovely, lovely and charming. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, Frank, where can people find us? Folks can find us over at beerwithgeeks.com, patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, if you want to support us, Tim mentioned, uh, we've started doing these segments on Patreon just for our patrons. Um, conversations about things that you don't get to hear on Beer With Geeks. It's usually while we're, while we're setting up, while, while we're uh, winding down. Um, some some exclusive conversations just for patrons over there. So head on over there if you want to check that out. Patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. You are in for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you can get access to uh, all of that, and you'll be supporting us and helping us pay the bills. You can also contact us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com or at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are found, whether that's your uh, Apple podcast, where you can leave us a rating and review, and we we deeply appreciate that because it helps us in a, in a huge, huge way. Uh, whether that's something like uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, uh, something like uh, Amazon. Uh, we are everywhere that you will find podcasts. So uh, those are the main ways to find us, beerwithgeeks.com, thoughtableaudio.com. Uh, listen to our other shows and, and enjoy them. Uh, and, and and thank you for supporting us in the process of doing that. It was well said, Frank. I didn't listen to a word of that. I hope you didn't say anything mean about me while I was away. Not this time. All right, then. Well, until next time. Cheers. Cheers.